Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break German Season 2, Episode 29. Hallo und herzlich willkommen zu Coffee Break German. Ich bin Marc. Und ich bin Andrea. Und wie geht's dir, Andrea? Besser? Ja, mir geht es wunderbar. Ich habe mich sehr gut erholt. So you have uh, improved health-wise. Yes, you, you're, yes. you're feeling better. I have recovered. Recovered. Mm -hmm. So sich erholen. Ja. To recover. Genau. Du hast dich sehr gut entholt. Erholt. 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 Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ja? Okay, good stuff. Today we are changing our topic a little because last time we were discussing relative clauses. Genau. And how they are combined using the relative pronouns, which are very similar to the definite articles, as far as I remember. Yes. With one yes. exception. Yes. The dative plural form, correct? Yes. Denen. Denen. I, I couldn't come up with a sentence right off the top of my head, including denen right now. But perhaps Andrea can. Uh, yes, das sind die Nachbarn, denen die Katze davon gelaufen ist. Okay, there's quite a lot going on in there. I see uh, laufen, which is uh, to run. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the neighbors uh, from whom or from ja. which, I guess, the cat ran away. Yeah. Ja. Genau, super. This is why we have Andrea here, because she's like a computer. We say we'd like a, an example of a, a dative relative pronoun with denen, and she comes up with a sentence like that. And I've come up with this example because just before we started recording, I talked or we talked about cats and my love for cats. We did indeed. So, so whenever I come up with an example, you can look into my head and see what's going on and what the... What is on my mind? If we've got any psychologists or psychiatrists listening to the show. <laughs> they are having a field day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is our topic for this episode? So, uh, today we are looking at uh, prepositions that can use an ac accusative or a dative. We call them in German Wechselpräpositionen. Wechselpräpositionen. Okay, it sounds a little complicated, but I'm sure you'll explain everything. Yes, of course. There are rules because we're learning German and um, I'm sure our listeners will get the hang of it. Okay, then let's get started. Ja, bist du bereit? Ich bin bereit. Los geht's. Andrea, just before we get started, you're saying Wechselpräpositionen. How are you spelling that? W E C H S E L Prepositionen. Okay, so it's It's not an X. It's not an X. So is it correct to say Wechsel? Yes. I I think um <clears throat> what it is is that I'm maybe slightly overcompensating for my Swissness. Okay. Because in Switzerland we pronounce the CH as Okay. And, um, Sorry, listeners, if I, you're listening in your birds there. Yeah, so that's obviously not ideal. Um, and uh, with 
I, I don't want to go and wechsel prepositionen. Yes, that would be okay. Or wechsel preposition is also okay. I think it's a, a regional a thing. A regional thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember Thomas always used to, used to talk about next uh, lectio. Yeah. So it's the same idea then. Yes. And um, it's the CH is a very difficult sound to make, even for us native speakers. And further and difficult are, when, when it's combined with an S as well. Yes, exactly. And you will hear, um, I mean, if you... If you um, speak to Germans or, or maybe watch German television, you will, you will find a lot of different ways um, how this sound is pronounced. Okay, danke, danke schön. Okay, let's then get on with uh, our, our lesson. Do, do we do some review from last yes, time perhaps? Yes, uh, let's look at our relative clauses, mm -hmm. which we discussed last time. Okay. And um, I have a few questions for you. I hope I can answer them. Mark, was sind Präpositionen. Okay, nice straightforward question to start with. I can probably define it in, in English. Let's see how I get on in, in German. Um, Präpositionen sind Wörter, die... What's the word for a noun? Ein Nomen. Ein Nomen. And what gender? Das Nomen. Okay, so then it would be for... Einem Nomen stehen. Ja. Stand before a noun. Ja, genau. So Präpositionen sind Wörter, die vor einem Nomen stehen. Genau, genau, sehr gut. Okay. Und was sind Wechselpräpositionen? You're, you're really coming up with some easy questions today, Andrea. Thank I know. Should I give you a hand and Perhaps, maybe give you yeah. a, a small uh, explanation? Ja. Yeah. Das sind Präpositionen denen sowohl ein Akkusativ als auch ein Dativ folgen kann. Right, I, I think I've understood that these are prepositions um, and then you've said something along the lines of they can go both before an accusative and a dative, but I, I didn't get the, the full yeah. wording in there. So this is a, quite a nice expression for our learners. I noticed the denen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so we say sowohl als auch It's when we have two options, so when, when two things can follow. Um, for example, um, ich möchte sowohl Zucker als auch Milch in meinen Tee. So is it kind of like in English, um, both something and something else? Yeah. So you know. uh, uh, does it have a sense of, I would like as much milk as I would like sugar, but there's no quantities involved or anything No, like no, that. no quantities and, and no preference, really. Okay. It's just that you want both. Every bit as much. Uh, yeah. I, I like singing every bit as much as I like dancing. Yeah, yeah. So how would that be? Uh, ich mag uh, sowohl singen als auch tanzen. Okay, that seems to make sense. <laughs> so the exact translation of what you've said is that Wechselpräpositionen are prepositions uh, which can follow either an accusative or a dative. Yeah, genau. Can I just add something to the sowohl als auch? Please do. Um, and that's quite nice. So if I ask you, möchtest du um, Milch oder Zucker in yeah. deinen Tee, and you want both, then you can say sowohl als auch. Oh, just on its yeah. own? Yeah. Ah, either, well, it's both... 
both, both options. <laughs> yeah, genau, sowohl als auch. Because I've already given you the options. Yep. And, and you say, yeah, I want both. So and if you were asked, möchtest du Sachertorte oder uh, Apfelkuchen, I could answer equally sowohl, sowohl als, als auch. auch. <laughs> ja, <like> genau, <laughs> super. Okay, I, I think that's a, a very useful, a very yeah, useful expression. Genau, genau. Okay, so tell us a little more about these Wechselpräpositionen. Yes, so let's talk about prepositions in general. Okay. Prepositions are always a bit difficult when we learn them in a, in a foreign language because they don't translate one-to-one. -one. Exactly. So yeah. when, when we see in in English, it may not necessarily be the equivalent of in in German or Italian exactly. or something. Exactly. So even uh, amongst the different German varieties, there are changes. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, the Germans say, ich gehe auf eine Hochzeit. I'm going to a wedding. Yes. Whereas the Swiss say, ich gehe an eine Hochzeit. Okay, so you're still going to a wedding, but you, yes. you're using a different preposition. So, um, in general, the varieties in German uh, use the same prepositions, but there can be regional differences. And maybe listeners should be aware um, that, you know, if they travel in Switzerland or Austria or Germany, that they might hear something that they learn differently. Absolutely. Okay. So that, that's prepositions in general. What about um, the, the rules for the, the Wechselpräpositionen then? Yes, so let's look at what Wechselpräpositionen are. Mm -hmm. They tell us where something, about the, they give us an idea about the location of, right. of something or someone. And so our prepositions are in, auf, über, unter, hinter, vor, zwischen, Und neben. Right. Let's just go through each of these again and give a, a, an approximate English version just so that our listeners are know where we're going. Obviously, again, they change from time to time, but roughly in means in. Yeah. Auf can mean on. On. Über, over. Yeah. Unter, under. Yeah. Hinter, behind. Yeah. Vor, in front of. Yes. Zwischen, between. Mm-hmm. And neben, beside. Yes, and I just remembered also an. An. Yeah, so an is, is a bit difficult for English speakers, maybe, because you would translate it as on. But, but it's not auf. No, it's not on top of okay. something. It's We use it for, for example, pictures mm -hmm. that are against the wall. Um, so it's they are um, not on top of the wall, but they're leaning against or they're hanging against the wall. Right, okay. Pictures are the easiest example, but also, for example, if you hang up your jacket, ich hänge die Jacke an die Wand. Right, okay, so you're hanging something up and that's when you use an. So why do Swiss people go an a marriage? Because, well, why would they go auf? Good yeah, point, yeah. You wouldn't okay. go on top of the <laughs> wedding either. So, as I said, prepositions... Uh, can be very difficult because it might not literally translate to what you think. Absolutely. It be. Okay, these prepositions you've you've mentioned so far, uh, they all seem to be involving the location of something. Yes, exactly. So I can give you uh, a few examples. Mm -hmm. Das Buch liegt auf dem Tisch. So the book literally lies on the table. Genau. Die Katze sitzt hinter der Tür. We're back to the cats again. This one is sitting <laughs> behind the door. Ich warte vor der Apotheke. Now, are you waiting like outside? 
the chemists? Yes, in front of in the front chemists. of the chemists. Chemist. Okay, yeah. so you're facing the chemists, yes. waiting for it to open. Yes. Okay, right. So in each of these cases, you've uh, you've used a dative after the preposition. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. But now I'm going to make a few examples using an accusative, and I thought you could maybe try and work out what the difference is. So just to be clear, these are these are examples using the same kind of situations. But there's going to be a change, and now you're using yes. the accusative. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, let's have a listen. Ich lege das Buch auf den Tisch. Right. Previously, the book was lying on the the table, but now you're putting or lying the book on the the table. Genau. Okay. Die Katze schleicht hinter die Tür. Uh, schleichen. Schleichen is walking. Very quietly, so that no one can hear you. Right, so kind of creeping around. Yeah, cats don't creep. They're lovely, <laughs> lovely animals. They walk quietly. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, we won't get into this discussion. So the cat is walking quietly behind mm-hmm. the door. Genau. Ich fahre vor die Apotheke. Right, so here you're... Driving in front of the chemists. You know. Right. What I'm seeing is that in each of these cases, there is, it's almost like movement involved. Yeah. And therefore, is this why you use the accusative rather than the dative? That's a a little bit too simple. Because... (sighs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) It's not the movement, it's the change of location that is important. So when I... I could use, for example, dancing, yeah, mm-hmm. tanzen, and we all agree that dancing is movement. Yes. Okay. But I could say, ich tanze in der Diskothek. And I'm not going into the Diskothek or leaving it. Yeah. yeah? So there, I, I'm in the Diskothek, and that's where I'm dancing. So there's a lot of movement, but I'm not changing location. Okay. I, if I said, ich tanze in die Diskothek, and I started dancing outside <laughs> while I was in the queue and I danced through the door into the discotheque. <laughs> right. Okay. I think we've, we've talked about certain elements of this before. In fact, I think way, way back, I remember having a conversation with Thomas about um, things going under the bridge and whether it was just under the bridge or it was actually traveling under the bridge yes. or something like that. But I, I guess I've coming up with this myself would be quite a challenge knowing whether it's accusative or dative. So some rules would definitely help. So the rule is very simple. If you have a change of location with any of these prepositions, and I have to stress that it's really with any of these prepositions because there are prepositions like zu, um, where this is not, uh, they're not influenced by this at all. Okay, Okay, right. So So it's just these, this particular list of prepositions. Okay. Um, yeah, th- this is making sense. Can I ask a question? I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about things in my head. When we spoke about um, the perfect tense, we talked about changes of state and changes of place. Yes. So would it be right if I were to think about this? I don't, I'm not going to put it into German just now, but if you were talking about dancing in the disco yes. and you were actually dancing in the disco, you would use haben. I have danced in the disco. Mm-hmm. What would that be? Ich habe in der Disco getanzt. Okay, if you're involving a change of place and you literally yes. went from outside yes. and danced all the yes. way into the disco, yes. would be you be using sein? Yeah, ich bin in die Disco getanzt. And therefore you're changing both your auxiliary verb and your, uh, and the your preposition. preposition. yes. I think I've got it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very good, well done, sehr gut. <laughs> okay, okay. 
I feel I should celebrate understanding something. So we're going to take a short break. Mm-hmm. Sehr gut. Probably prefer a cup of coffee. And then afterwards, I think we'll, we should have some more examples of this to help our, our listeners and me consolidate this idea. Genau, sehr gut. Here at Coffee Break German, we want to help you turn your downtime into do time. Brauchst du mehr Übung? Join us on Facebook three times a week and put your German to work with our language challenges and cultural insights. As they say, practice makes perfect. Oder auf Deutsch, Übung macht den Meister. Head over to facebook.com slash coffeebreakgerman. Wir sehen uns hoffentlich bald. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Today we are talking about Wechselpräpositionen, these prepositions which either take the dative or they take the accusative, depending on the situation. Yes. So if we have a, a change of location, then they take the accusative. And if we don't have a change of location, if the activity takes place in one location, then we have a dative. Okay, I need to think of a, some kind of mnemonic to help me remember which is which because I probably know the, the prepositions but forget which which know, one it is. I know. We'll need to think about that. Perhaps but if I, our listeners come up with a good mnemonic, they could share that on the, the Facebook page or on the website. Very good idea. In the meantime, I have three more examples where we use the same verb but it, once we use the dative and once we use the accusative and then we can see how this um, influences the meaning. The meaning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good for it. Let, let's let's hear. So let's use the verb schwimmen. Mm-hmm, to swim. Die Fische schwimmen im Meer. Right, so im is in dem, so that must be uh, dative. Yeah, genau. So the fish are swimming in the sea. Genau, super. Okay. Die Fische schwimmen ins Meer. Right, so ins is the same as in... Das, mm-hmm. so in das must be accusative. Yeah. And does that mean then they are swimming into the sea? Yeah. From somewhere else, from a river. Okay, right. So there when we've got the accusative, there is the, the, the motion, the change in place involved. They're starting in the river, they're swimming into the sea. In English, we change into, into. Genau. But in this case, in German, we're using a different case. Genau, sehr gut. 
When you were learning English, Andrea, did you find it difficult sometimes to know whether it's in or into? Well, we already have this concept in in German, mm -hmm. so that helped. Uh, but obviously, occasionally, I would make a mistake. Of course, I guess it's, it's about applying those rules and getting used to it and obviously seeing it as much as possible. Yes. And also, you need to be quick when you speak. Then uh, sometimes you speak faster than you can think, uh, yeah. in a foreign language especially, and yeah. then you make occasionally mistakes. Yeah. And of course, everyone understands. It's very yes. unlikely that it's going to be a life or death situation as to whether it's going to be accusative or native. I, I agree. So when I came up with these examples... I really had to think, yep. okay, there are very few times where um, we use the same verb, but it could be either or. Okay, let's have another example. Ich fahre in der Schweiz. Right. Ich fahre in die Schweiz. Okay, so in der Schweiz is the dative one. Mm -hmm. We know it's die Schweiz, yeah. so the der uh, is the, the dative uh, definite article there yeah. in der Schweiz. So if that's dative, then that's about you're already there and you're driving around. So does that yes. mean you're, you drive around in Switzerland? Yes, um, it would probably mean I am a driver in Switzerland. Oh, right. Okay, so you uh, almost professionally, you, you drive around. No, no, not exactly. But for example, um, I live in Scotland mm -hmm. um, and I have a driver's license. Yep from Switzerland and we drive on the right-hand side in Switzerland yeah. and I don't have the courage to drive on the left-hand side in Scotland. Okay. So, ich fahre in der Schweiz. When you're in Switzerland, yeah, you drive. Aber ich fahre nicht in Schottland. Right, I understand. Okay. So, that's the, the dative one where we're yes. talking about um, no change of location. Mm -hmm. But when you said... Ich fahre in die Schweiz. There you're using the accusative. The D is the accusative article there. Mm -hmm. So would that mean that you drive into Switzerland? Yes, exactly. So maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe uh, I'm traveling from Scotland to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Ich fahre in die Schweiz. So in that case, you're you're heading towards Switzerland yes. and you go into. It wouldn't always work, this idea of in versus into, because of course there would be other other prepositions. Yes, exactly. In um, is, is, a, is, but it's a very good example to show uh, the difference. Yeah. Could we have another example this time, perhaps with another preposition? Yeah. Ich renne auf die Rennbahn. Right, so um, ich renne auf die Rennbahn. Okay, let's hear the other one. Ich renne auf der Rennbahn. Right, so is it die Rennbahn? Is that the normal, it's, yes. it's a feminine yes. word. Yes. So is that a running track? Yes. Right, so if you're running auf die Rennbahn, then that must be the accusative one yes. this time. So you're running to the racetrack. Yes. But if you're saying auf der, that's the dative. And in that case, you're running on the racing track. Yes. So you can picture me in the first sentence. I um, I start running at home. I want to go to the, the running track. Yep. And I run to the running track. Yeah. And maybe then I'm so tired that I don't run anymore. <laughs> Auf der Rennbahn. I understand. Yeah. In the second sentence, ich renne auf der Rennbahn, you can... Picture me doing rounds on the Rennbahn. Yes, but having been dropped off there uh, yes, in, in your car, exactly. so you're full of energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this all this all makes sense. Now, can all verbs take these Wechselpräpositionen and have both possibilities? No, there are really very few verbs where this is possible. Right. Uh, often, um, 
there is no ambiguity uh, over whether this is a verb that changes location or not. And sometimes we have two different verbs um, for a very similar thing. Right. So, for example, uh, das Buch liegt auf dem Tisch. That's the example we did at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the book lies on the table. Or Karl legt das Buch auf den Tisch. So Karl puts the book on the table. So are those two different verbs? Yes. Right. So what are the verbs then? Liegen. Mm -hmm. Das Buch liegt auf dem Tisch. Und legen. Karl legt das Buch auf den Tisch. So that's the, the put or the, the layout. Yes. Yes. Um, do, can you only legen certain things that might be flat, for example? Yes. So for example... Um, a flasche, a bottle, mm -hmm. ich lege die flasche auf den Tisch, means that it's not standing up. Ah, right. So it's actually, it's this idea of something that's longer and it, it lies yes. down. Yes. So you, you place something, but you could place something standing up, but if you lie it out on the table, yes. then you're making it flat. Yes. So if we, if I'm using the bottle again, uh, but I put it on the table standing up, then I would use stellen. Right. Before we get on to, to Stellen, can I just ask you, I had originally understood that uh, das Buch liegt auf uh, dem Tisch. Mm -hmm. I thought that liegt was just some kind of spelling change in the, in the verb legen. No. So these no, are two no, separate no. verbs. two different uh, verbs. So we have liegen. Uh -huh. Ich liege. Du liegst. Er, sie liegt. Wir liegen. Ihr liegt. Sie liegen. Okay, and that's compared to legen. Legen. Ich lege, du legst, er sie legt, wir legen, ihr legt, sie legen. Right, that's, that's really useful because, as I say, I was just kind of confusing those two verbs. Yes, so they're completely regular verbs, uh, but they them. are two different verbs. Good, okay. Mm -hmm. So just to, to be clear then, legen is to describe the, the location of something where it's lying. Yes. And legen is the physical act of lying something down on the table, for yes. example. Okay. Can you sich legen on the bed, for example? Ja. Ich lege mich auf das Bett. Yeah. So I, you think I take myself mm -hmm. and I'll you stretch lie out. myself <laughs> uh, uh, flat on the bed. Okay. Uh, aber ich liege auf dem Bett. So you're already, I'm already lying on the in bed, bed and I'm lying on the bed. I get it. Okay. Yes? You mentioned Stellen there. Genau. So um, I have two examples. Um, Miriam stellt den Stuhl ins Wohnzimmer. So you said that it's kind of like putting something. Yes. Um, and so I'm guessing that Miriam is putting the chair in the bedroom. Yes. Or in the living room, sorry. I'm back at the bed. Yes, in the, in the living room. Yeah. And we know that the, the uh, chair is standing up. Mm -hmm. She could also, uh, we could also say, Miriam legt den Stuhl ins Wohnzimmer. Then the chair is not on its feet. Mm -hmm. It's lying down. Okay, So, but just to, to be clear about the, the preposition here, you're saying, yeah. Miriam stellt den Stuhl ins Wohnzimmer. So in das Wohnzimmer, genau. accusative. Yeah. Right. So stellen then takes the accusative. Yes. Is there a dative and equivalent? now the chair, because she's just put the chair into the uh, Wohnzimmer. Mm -hmm. So der Stuhl steht im Wohnzimmer. Right. So stehen is kind of stand. Yes. Right. So uh, the chair stands or 
is is sitting in the the but it's living standing, room. It's standing. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have stehen for standing mm -hmm. and stellen for putting up putting standing up. Equally, you could I guess you could stand a lamp yeah. in, beside the wall or something like that. In English, we could use to stand as a as a a transitive genau. verb like that genau. too. Yeah. Okay. Super. Are there any other yes, combinations of yes. words? Um, so we also have sitzen and setzen, ah. which is really the same principle. Yeah. I've come across these before, but never known really why there are two verbs. Yes, so this is why. Ich setze den Teddy auf das Bett. So you're um, sitting the Teddy on the bed. Uh, there you're putting the Teddy sitting up on the bed. Yes. Uh, and now... Der Teddy sitzt auf dem Bett. So the Teddy is sitting on the bed. Yes, so sitzen for what, uh, so the Teddy sits auf dem Bett. And setzen when I move the Teddy onto the bed. Can I ask an, another question? I'm full of questions today, Andrea. Um, I'm thinking a word that many of our listeners I'm sure have come across is transitive or intransitive. When you look up a verb in the dictionary, you often see if it's transitive or, or intransitive. Yeah. Basically, a transitive verb is a verb which has an object. It yeah. trans transitions into the object or something yeah. like that. So are we looking here at, at pairs of transitive and intransitive yeah, translations? Genau. Yeah. So let's take liegen and legen. Um, liegen is the intransitive form because there's no object. Yeah, genau. Yeah. So the book lies But on there the is an object, but it's, but it's, it's a, an object that has a preposition, a preposition in between. Yeah, so there's no direct object. Yeah. Okay, so if then we're talking about legen, the legen, you have to legen something. Yes. Right, so in this case, Karl legt das Buch auf den Tisch. And the same works with stehen und stellen and sitzen und setzen. Yeah, genau. Right, so with the the ones that are transitive, mm -hmm. the ones that have the object, mm -hmm. then we're using the accusative. So ich setze den Teddy auf das Bett. Yes, There's exactly. the accusative and it's the transitive verb. Yes. Okay. So uh, transitive verb for us is another way of saying this verb needs an accusative for the object. And it also needs an accusative then uh, after the vexel preposition. Right. And obviously the opposite is that when it's an intransitive verb, then it's where the dative is used after the vexel yes. preposition. Yes. Okay. And uh, just to take this a little further. Mm-hmm. If you were looking at legen, stellen, and setzen, um, which are your uh, accusative yeah. ones, could you make them reflexive? Yes, exactly. So yourself becomes that object. Yes. So, zum Beispiel, we, we already made an example. Ich lege mich auf das Bett. So, I lie myself down on the bed. Genau. Oder ich stelle mich hinter die Tür. I uh, stand myself behind the door. Genau. Oder ich setze mich auf den Stuhl. I sit on the chair. Genau. I sit myself gut. down on the chair, if you like. Sehr gut, super. I, I don't want to complicate things by talking about this idea of transitive and intransitive verbs, but I think for some of our listeners, that's the way they will like it and others will prefer different explanations. So hopefully we've kind of covered everything in, in this episode. Well, there is also another way of looking at it. Okay. And uh, whether our sentence answers the question, wohin, where to, where to, then we use an accusative after the Wechselpräposition. Mm -hmm. Wohin stellst du den Stuhl? Ich, ich stelle, stelle den, den Stuhl, Stuhl in das Wohnzimmer. Yep. And when we answer the question, wo, 
and then we use a dative after the Wechselpräposition. Wo ist der Stuhl? Der Stuhl ist im Wohnzimmer. That makes sense. So wo is where and wohin, where to. Genau. So where are you driving to? Ja, ich fahre in die Schweiz. In die Schweiz. Good. Ja. And where are you driving at the moment, if I'm on the phone ja, to you? ich fahre in der Schweiz. Okay. Then I would not be on the phone, of course. Of course, absolutely not. Okay, right. Um, I think we've just got time for some uh, some translations, some practice mm -hmm. of this. Um, so can we do some practice using these rather tricky Wechselpräpositionen? Yes, so uh, let's start with answering some questions where I use wo und wohin. Okay. Wo steht dein Auto? Im Moment? Ja. Okay. Uh, in der Garage. Sehr gut, super. So nice dative there. Wohin fährst du heute? Uh, okay, heute fahre ich in die Stadt. Ja, super. So it should be die Stadt. Ja. And it's accusative, ja. so therefore I'm saying in die Stadt. Genau, sehr gut, super. Wo ist deine Frau? Uh, Im Moment, mhm. meine Frau ist im Wohnzimmer. Sehr gut, in super. In dem Wohnzimmer. Ja, so ja. wo, meets a dative. Mhm. Wohin geht ihr in den Urlaub? Um, in den Urlaub uh, gehen wir uh, auf Mallorca. Ja, das ist sehr gut. Uh, aber Mallorca ist Teil der Balearen, so die Balearen. Right, okay. So what you're looking for there is, um, wir gehen in die Balearen. Auf, auf die Balearen. So, so you, you got it right with auf Mallorca, yep. because we're going... On, on an island, yep. and if we're going on a group of islands, then auf die Balearen. Okay, so there die again is, in this case, it is accusative. Yeah. This is quite a long lesson, but it's important that we cover this, especially at the stage of Coffee Break German. And I think we just have time for a couple of translations uh, from, uh, let's do some translations from English into German, because that's where we're, we're really testing ourselves genau, here. super. Okay. So. Philip puts the books onto the bookshelf. What's a, a bookshelf? Das Regal. Das Regal, okay, okay. So Philip puts the books onto the bookshelf. Okay, Andrea, from what I've learned in this episode, I need to ask you, is he lying the books flat on the shelf or is he standing them up? Why don't we uh, try both? So first sentence, he's uh, lying them flat. Okay, in that case, um, Philip legt yeah. die Bücher auf das Regal. Sehr gut, super. Okay, and if he was standing them up, would it yeah. be Philip stellt die Bücher auf das Regal. Sehr gut, super. If the books are now standing on the shelf, mm -hmm. could I say, die Bücher stehen auf dem Regal? Genau. Okay, I think I've got it. Yeah. Let's try another one. Super. Caroline has a sandwich in her bag. Will we just use ein Sandwich? Yeah. Okay. Right, let's try this. Caroline hat ein Sandwich in ihrer Tasche. Genau, nice dative. So die Tasche and yeah. it becomes ihrer yeah. Tasche. Okay, Super. Nummer drei. The supermarket is between the pharmacy and the library. 
Oh, this is the Zwischen one, yeah. Genau, yeah. We didn't really practice that in the lesson, but it's good to have a, a practice of it now. So the supermarket is between the pharmacy and the library. Okay, I'll have a go. Der Supermarkt ist zwischen der Apotheke und der Bibliotheke. Der Bibliothek. Ah, der Bibliothek. Right, so Apotheke, but Bibliothek. Genau. Right. Could we also use liegt there? Der Supermarkt liegt zwischen der Apotheke und der Bibliothek, ja. Yeah. Because well, uh, I've heard liegt yeah. be used for towns or something yeah, like that. Yeah, very often we use it for towns, etc. Um, wo liegt die Apotheke? Uh, wo liegt der Supermarkt? Yeah, I think it's possible, yeah. Okay, let's do one more. Yes, this one uh, has a little bit of a challenge. Okay. Franziska goes to the bank every day because she works at the bank. Right. I see where you're going with it. So Francisca goes to the bank every day because she works at the bank. So I think that one would be Francisca geht jeden Tag in die Bank, weil sie in der Bank arbeitet. Sehr gut, super. So the weil throws the arbeitet to the end. Yes, exactly. And because she's not changing location when she works at the bank, it's a dative in der Bank. Good. Now, if you'd like further practice of this topic, then you can use our bonus materials. That includes the bonus audio, which features further translations and further practice of the, the Wechselpräpositionen, and also, of course, the video version and lesson notes. And all of that can be found at coffeebreakgermanplus.com. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you've understood all about the Wechselpräpositionen by posting a comment on the website. Just search for Season 2, Lesson 29 of Coffee Break German and you can post your comment there. And of course, that's at coffeebreaklanguages.com where you'll be able to find everything you need to know about this series, Wechselpräpositionen and lots, lots more. We'll be back again soon with Lesson 30. And lesson 30 is a bit of a review because we're going through everything that we've learned since lesson 21. And you, like me, know that's a lot of German content. Genau. Also, vielen Dank und bis zum nächsten Mal. Bis bald. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2017, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.